This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show brought to you by Odyssey. This is the Sarah and Vinny Secret Show. Just a heads up, episodes sometimes include content not suitable for work and definitely not safe for kids. Now available on the Odyssey app. Secret. I think you want to know. A dirty little secret about a secret little show. Uh, hey, everybody. It's The Secret Show. Thanks for joining us. It's a delight to have you with us on this fine Thursday morning. And by fine, I mean clouded over and possibly raining. But it'll clear up later and be a nice day. It's uh, Thursday, August 12th, uh, 2021. Sarah, Vinny, Bryn, Nikki, we're all hanging out here. And we're going to start today's show uh, unless anybody has a follow-up from yesterday or anything that they want to talk about first, because I, I want to... No, I want to hear this. this, this yeah. Uh, this I did advice. think about yesterday's show, though, about that what one, were you si- the sister. Yeah, it's so and, sad. And the kid. I mean, it's easy to have an opinion and, and advice for the actual wife who is going through the stuff. But as a sister, I was thinking it'd be good if she maybe thought of the kids. Like those are your nieces or nephews, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you want them to be in a good environment too, and be raised by good parents, and not some shithole, right? Mm-hmm. That who, um, yeah. So anyway, I thought about that, and yeah, well, you made the point yesterday. I thought when we were talking about this that you know, and I am a firm believer in this. You have to model good couple behavior because mm-hmm. this is you're sort of setting the expectations for what ma- what that kid's married life would look like or what a relationship would look like and how people treat each other. So if you treat each other shitty, they think, oh, that's how you treat people. So exactly. it's yeah, definitely I, I think important. My problem with it was you don't realize just how deeply in it you are until you are married with kids. And then you go, this isn't just a simple breakup. Like oh, she's really no. carrying a, a ton of weight on her. And I get why she's struggling with it. Does it suck she keeps, you know, dragging her sister into it? Of course. Does she need her sister's support? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's not as easy as snapping your fingers when you're single or dating and you don't like what someone's up to. You can punt. Clean I, and easy. And now, yeah. I I mean, today's kids are unbelievable. They just text. They I'm just go, I'm, I'm out. Or they ghost somebody. Or they somebody. just don't text. Or they leave right. you on red. Yeah. Right. They leave you on red, and that's the message. Mm-hmm. You, like, you man, that's okay. It's easier than ever to get on down the road, but that just hasn't changed what marriage is. Right. That's for sure. And I know she was talking about, like, oh, should I just stop taking her texts or whatever, you know. No. Like, and it is annoying, and I'm, I've definitely ghosted friends for complaining about the same things over and over. But honestly, that's very unsupportive of me. Like, as I thought about this one, too, and I thought... You are actually the place where she can vent, and you are someone who assures her that you've got her if she does make a big move like that. That's an important role mm-hmm. too. You're a lifeline, man. Yeah, you're support. Right. If imagine if she didn't have someone she could vent all this stuff to. Well, and it's you know, look the amount, whatever amount of venting she's doing, it's her workup to the get out. She's building for it. Hopefully. 
you know, I hope so. you're right. building for it, you know, but you don't, you can't, when kids are involved, you don't just say that's bullshit. I'm out of here. You have to go, Oh, I have to eat that and wait and mm-hmm. see how things go after this. And then we have to fight about it. And then we have to hope that's resolved. And then we keep going because life continues to go on. And then later you realize this MF is not changing. It's just a thing. That's a tough one. I, I really was like, I'm so bummed for that lady. Right. Well, I just hate to hear that someone's in a relationship like that. It's just yeah. it's such a fucking bummer. Because you have, you go, you, you're young and you get married and you have such high hopes and you think mm-hmm. you know how your world is going to go and how it's going to be. And when it isn't that, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah. And like you said, it's not, you're, it's not easy to extricate yourself. Um, okay. So this one, uh, Bryn personally titled this one oh shit this dude so that's the title going in Bryn hello Bryn is what she says Uh, I'm a long time listener since high school actually I've been listening to the secret show now too and I'm hoping Sarah and Vinny can give me their input on this situation Mm. my husband and I have been married 13 years and he has never had anger issues over the pandemic year however we spent the majority of our time apart We agreed that me going to my parents' place with the kids was the priority so they could get help with their studies while we both worked. So he's, I guess, living at their house and she's moved in with the parents so that they can, which sounds like a good situation, actually, right? It's hard for them to be apart, but, you know, the kids are being dealt with and they can both work. Mm -hmm. Um, Since we've gotten back, now they've moved back in together, He loses his temper with the kids all the time. Our almost 13-year-old boy has cognitive delays, and our other son just turned 11 this month. If he he has to ask them to do something more than once, it's a personal affront. There's certainly more going on. He's quit his job and set out on his own to build his own company. My parents decided to sell their house, and he agreed to be the selling agent. He used to be an agent four years ago. And my parents are old and sick and needed help moving out. A lot of their stuff finally ended up here because we just couldn't go through it fast enough to get out of the house he's got a lot on his plate and he's frustrated and overwhelmed the problem is that when he feels this way he acts out he yells at the boys throws things breaks things slams doors and even called our oldest child stupid because he didn't know what to do next i've tried to talk to him about this and he said they don't listen unless he loses his temper so there's no other way to handle this even when they get in gear to help he's still behind them yelling profanities last night he told me to ask told me my parents are to blame. He wants them to help with things, but he shouldn't have to ask. They should just know. Basically, the conversation ended that he acts this way because we deserve it. I asked him to get help and maybe try some medication. I take meds for anxiety myself, and he says he hates that I take meds, and he never will. I feel the need to protect my kids, but I love my husband, and he's never been like this, and I think he needs help. I don't know what to do. Don't share my name. How tragic is this it's deep it's very the fucking pandemic ruined everything for them it's a deep Mm -hmm. one i don't know what to say i know because all the things i want to suggest she's already suggested to him. yeah that's the hard part i'm lost because oh man this is hard another one where you can't just be like bounce because there's right kids you know i think that there are situations my dad for sure had anger issues, no doubt. And it was the 70s, so what he did seemed perfectly normal. Mm-hmm. Or at least people believed it wasn't their place 
to tell you how to parent to your kids. say anything right now Nobody people will be like cps yeah no now people would be on the neighborhood you know chat room going man that mofo down in number whatever is got to be you know brought to the police or whatever the yeah, you didn't do that mm -hmm. then <laughs> so um what i would say because this is far too serious to joke about what i would say is you've got to trust your gut you're in the house watching this behavior and at some point you're the only protection those kids have from from what i'll give you an example from my own life okay i grew up in a great with a great family in a great house and i have a wonderful mom the best mom in the world my dad used to kick the crap out of us though when we got out of line and it's one of those weird things where still to this day you'll hear people say that's the corporal punishment is the way you've got to teach kids how to behave, right? And these kids today, they're all given trophies and blah, blah, blah. So you still see people support that type of behavior. In my est feeling from it was, it didn't feel like home unless he was at work. Oh. So when he came home, he brought his anger in with him. And and, and that feeling like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do that's out of line today, but I'm sure I'm going to be out of line and it's not going to be any fun for me. So that's one of those feelings that a kid, look, I survived it. It's fine. My dad and I were fine as adults and he passed away and it's unfortunate and I miss him. It's all good in that sense. But what I'm trying to explain is it creates a place that doesn't feel like home. It makes, they don't feel safe. They don't feel protected and they don't feel like the house is theirs until that motherfucker's out and goes to work or goes to whatever. And it sucks that I used to be like when my dad would go, I got a two week trip. I'd go, yeah. <laughs> oh, we just got mom for two weeks. That's awesome. That's the situation that's being created there by your by your husband. It doesn't sound like he's, you know, spanking them for being two minutes late for dinner. It's worse to call them names and to make them feel less than the kid with the developmental. I can't remember exactly how she put it, but that's that is the cruelest thing you can do is to have someone that he loves so much belittle and diminish him. It's it's terrible. I, I mean, honestly, I, I really think the only thing you can do is leave, and I think you should do it soon. And hopefully that's a come to Jesus for this guy because Vinny, I mean, he is, these kids are 11 and 13, and he's screaming at him and lose, screaming at them and losing his temper. And That's and what maybe, I'm trying to say. Maybe it's going to get, maybe it's going to get physical. It pulled, well, and, and look, I don't know, and that's why I'm trying, I started by saying you've got to trust your gut on this. We're not there. So right. I don't see this and it sounds bad, but maybe it's not as bad as it sounds. You're seeing it. You're the mom. You're yep. the other protector in the house. And you may have to be the one that stands up and says, I can't have my kids treated like this. Right. So I've got to protect them. And, and again, plenty of people will say every household's like that. No, not every household's like that. Yours may be too. And that's unfortunate. But this isn't normal, and it's no. not the way that— Well, it, it's the, not right. 
it's not the way the kids are screaming at your kids like that for you know because of your stress it's i mean it sounds like he's completely stressed out so i look i'll give it to him life was hard over the pandemic and now they're Mm -hmm. back together and there's this thing with the parents and he started a new company and you know it sounds like i i would tell him i have packed your things and i have changed the locks you're out i'm not saying i'm divorcing you i'm saying you are not allowed around my children anymore that and that's that um, yeah i don't i don't know the answer in that find respect. a place to live she's got a definite yeah i mean she's definitely got to be the one though that that puts draws the line and then right. holds the line you've got to hold that and line. it's unfortunate because you're right the amount of stress everyone's been under through this time in our lives is worse than ever and when we even when we started to think we were coming out of it, we are going back into it mm-hmm. like we're I don't mean to bring that up again, but we're not out. I just looked at a map today and it's, you know, in July, a month ago, July 5th or something, the map looked almost clear of cases. And then a month later, August 5th, the, it's just specked with red again. And these are the cases popping back up. And that's what's happening again. So it's not going to get better for him in the immediate future. And if he can't maintain some level of cool around the kids, you know, Sarah might be right in that you've got to find whatever solution works. Right. His front porch locks changed. You'd be doing him a favor in that sense. A wake up call. It won't seem like it, but in that sense, you know, down the line, 10 years from now, when this is ancient history, those kids are going to remember being belittled. And being oh, talked down to in a way. He can ruin those people. It, it really mm-hmm. sticks. These things stick with kids. You don't think they do, but it's, it's that's the person in the house that keeps this house over your head. That's supposed to be your protector. Everything, right? Your, he's your dad. Like, you want you want to think your dad. I don't know why my dad doesn't run everything. He's so amazing. Uh, this is a possible pause, Bryn. Mm-hmm. You and I have had conversations about this. Is there anything that you would like to add to this, or shell? No, it? actually, Vinny hit on it like right nail on the head right there. It's uh, it that stuff sticks with you, right. and you you can be very resentful, and you're almost doing him a favor if you have a come to Jesus with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's 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 uh, he may not realize it because if you put his stuff on the front porch and give him an ultimatum or whatever, but. You could be saving his relationship with his children. Right. Yeah, that was my point, is that mm-hmm. this stuff sticks with those kids. And 10 years down the road, they're going to have that feeling around this guy that is uneasy and that is uncomfortable. Right. And he'll think everything's cool. And that kid will still have a scar from from that sort of time in his life when he's com- You're coming up. You know what I mean? You're coming up. These are These are profound times in your life that are shaping you shaping your adult life mm-hmm. and who you'll become it sounds like she's said to him and he makes them feel like they deserve it uh that's the line that she uses i you i'm gonna tell you right now you don't deserve it and he is the bad guy here and you need to put his stuff on the front porch change the locks and tell him you can't come back until you get help. I'm sorry. I cannot expose my children to this. That's, I think that's the solution. And I think it's a hard one, but it's, and I don't know what your financial situation is, but maybe there's some place you can get help too. support for this. You know, he'll have to pay you child support. He'll have to pay for this stuff. Uh, 
and I'm not even saying get a divorce. I'm saying get him out and make him get help. Maybe it can be saved. He was yeah. a good man before. I don't it's know. tough. God, it's awful. It just makes me feel sick inside. Well, and knowing, you know, I've had many conversations with both you and Brent about sort of like that childhood formative years, the resentment that gets built up, the anger that you carry with you about this person. Even if you, you know, you're adults, you're grown up, and the, but there's still that dynamic. It never mm -hmm. goes away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's exactly a bummer. Right. So. Yeah. So, so hopefully that that's in. something that, you know, maybe by intervening, the mother can save everybody yes in that situation but i don't i don't know she's got to trust her gut and know when the right time to to pull that sort of move is i don't know that's i know it's so difficult but you know well the time is now because i'm sorry that you know it all it it really only takes one thing that gets said that is a knife in a kid's heart and they carry it with them and feel that way about themselves because they love this person. He's their mm -hmm. father. And right. he has said, you're stupid. You're not good enough. It's so damaging. It's, yeah, no, I mean, I'm not trying to laugh. I think especially it's, it's since that kid has some sort of cognitive disability, right? learning disability. He's going into middle school. He's probably getting picked on. So then he comes home and gets picked on. Mm. Like, it's not okay. So I think just telling the husband you have to leave and collect yourself and get yourself together before you're allowed back. Yeah. Because the language, you know what's going on with our son. And I personally have dealt with that because I have a disability. So it's... Oh my God, what's your disability? Um, You know the... Jesus, Sarah! What? She just brought it up. I want to know. <laughs> like, holy shit. What's, what is it? Um, So the best way to describe it is, you know, the poet from Biden's inauguration... Yes. She has a learning disability, and it's the same exact thing. It's called auditory processing disorder. Amanda Gorman? Yeah. Auditory processing disorder. Tell me what that is. It's basically like um, certain sounds and stuff and how um, we say things. So I had to do speech and everything. I said things funny when I was a kid, and oh. it went with me all the way through, well, college. So oh. it's, pretty, it's pretty cool, actually. But <laughs> I'm not cool, but... Yeah, I, I hit it, but you I worked. You worked on it. And you... I worked really hard on it, really hard because I wanted to be normal. Give me an example. Like you would say, you'd be saying a sentence and you just mispronounce stuff. Yeah. It sounded right to you, but it wasn't. Yeah. So, like, I would say something and then people would look at me funny and I would just keep talking. They're like, that sounds funny. That That's not how you say it. I'm like, I said it like this. And then I would say it right. And they would say, no, that's not it. Oh. So, um, she, Amanda Gordon's a really good person to um, really, because she talks about it, because po that's why I struggle with poetry. That's why I was like, oh, she's into poetry, because that's very hard for people with that um, disorder. Right. So oh, it's not really weird. common. Say um, the name of it again. Auditory processing disorder. Oh, man. Yeah, it's not that common, but it's, um, it's so you don't have to worry about it, but it has to deal with like the ears and stuff. So I had a lot of... Um, what is when I was a ear kid? Infections yeah, ear infections, and where I couldn't really hear. So from when I was an infant, so that kind of contributed. To you know, that. there's all kinds of shit that can happen to you if you have a <laughs> yeah. shit ton of ear infections. Like all kinds of stuff and can go wrong with. And a it's kid. not like my parents were like did, neglecting me, didn't wash my ears or anything. Right. It's just they no. Know some I, kids are I, super prone to it. It's like I was the shape of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I just know that my if my parents called me, I already I'm already feeling stupid at school. Right. And if I were to come home and my dad were to say. You're, you're stupid. Right. Uh, I would be like, 
So everybody just thinks I'm stupid. That would just hurt my confidence oh, even worse. So, so it's awful. not healthy for that child to be called that. I'm not saying he's getting picked on mm. at school, but you don't, parents doesn't don't matter really know. anyway. It's yeah. like Benny said, yeah. that's home. You're safe yeah. there. You, you know, should uh, feel safe in your home. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll say this. And loved. And for anyone who needs to hear it too, this is important. And, and it's unfortunate that it's happening in these kids' house, but. But, you know, you have to look at someone's credibility before you take what they say to heart. And in a situation where some random kid at the school ground calls you, you know, whatever name, mm -hmm. you don't know that kid. That kid's, that kid's the one, you know, or whatever. <laughs> There's no reason to put any weight in what they say. But your dad? Yeah. He's your hero. That's your dad. Like there's there's no higher level of boss in your life when you're a little kid than your mom and dad. They're the ones. And you model so much of your behavior on the way you're raised. And, and so and if they're tearing awful. you down in your own house, it doesn't get any worse than that. Like really I can walk doesn't. out into the world any given day. And if someone says, man, you're ugly, I'd be like, yeah, and your mama. But, <laughs> you know, you're in your own house, if someone tears you down, that's as close as it gets to the deepest possible cut. Right. Yeah. Well, it also shows the other kid how that kid can be treated. Like it's, there's so many different angles on this because in a situation where there are a bunch of siblings and the eldest one is getting screamed at by the dad and saying, you're stupid. He turns around and says the same thing. Or the younger one goes, yeah, you are stupid. And now mm -hmm. this kid's like a pariah in his own home. Like this is, Oh, this is just crushing me. Yeah. Soul crushing. Get out of there. No, you don't have to get out of there. That's your house with your kids. He has to get out of there. Mm -hmm. He has to leave. Maybe we should play this for him. Maybe that will be his wake up call. <laughs> you never know. I, I believe that people have done that in the past. I do too. But I think that there's also, it's clear, you know, he's in denial and he's obviously, and I'm not excusing him that I'm far from that, but in his own head, he's clearly decided uh, I'm, stressed i'm having trouble i need the people around me to toe the line life's not hard enough without this bullshit and now my kid can't like in his own head he's he's, he's justifying all this yeah. stuff this is making sense to him this is what it's taking him to survive all this but that's why the mom has to step in to be the protector because it's he's not got a clear shot of who he is right now yep get out get him out bogus well, there's your show, everybody. Have a good one. Yeah. Actually, let me find let me find a good one. Sour. I know. I don't. Well, want, I, I really don't want to end on that one. Yeah, that is tough. That's a tough one. Mm, this one's a horny one. I don't know. All right, you know what? F it. I'll, well, I got a weird neighbor one. Let me look at that one. A horny one. It's just she says she's not as horny. Oh. Oh, oh let me she hear that. Like bad sex one. Okay. All right. I'll I'll do that one. It's not that long. All right. You probably can relate to that, Sarah. Yeah, no, I'm just not as horny. Uh, hey, Sarah, Vinny, Bryn, Nikki, longtime loyal listener. Love you all. Don't say my name. I've been with my partner. I'm a girl. He's a boy for almost two years, and we've been living together since December. We are truly soulmates, and after many years of dating others, we found each other. With that said, I need some advice, and you and you need content for the five-day-a-week secret show that I'm so excited about. So, okay. Thank you. It's a fair <laughs> Thank trade. you for helping us out. <laughs> Thank you. We love that. Thank you. You are part of the show, no question. When we met, this is the, the, uh, the girl and dating a boy two years together. 
when we met, we had so much in common, including a very healthy sexual appetite. For the first year and a half, we had sex at least once a day. Yes, I'm bragging. It was usually in the morning, but nonetheless, it was consistently every day. One weekend, without kids, we had sex, so they must have other past you know marriages maybe and children etc so they must be older she doesn't say how old they are i'm sort of looking for that oh he's 42 she's 39 okay found it uh one weekend without the kids we had sex 14 times and i got a uti after 14 times it's a lot you can get a uti pretty easy from some you know rugged long-term yes rubbing it's it happens Happens a lot when you're trying to get pregnant. Like, we're going to do it a bunch of times in these three days, in this three-day window. Oh, shit, I've got a UTI. <laughs> okay. Well, you're filling that pussy full of splooge. Something's bound to happen, either well, a baby right. or a UTI. Right. Nice. <laughs> All it takes is a little bit of that to get into your urethra, and you're fucked. By the way, that, that painting you showed, I, I went, oh, that's splooge. And yeah. I, that's the word I wanted to say was... Okay, that's in reference that. to the bachelorette, the guy right. who just won the bachelorette's heart, painted her a picture of splooge. Literally, it's a picture of splooge. Black background, white splats on oh, it. Oh, you couldn't right. say, you can't say that? Splooge? splooge? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Oh. Man, even man juice is probably. Oh. What do we, masculine fluid. They put splooge yeah. in <laughs> holes. They named it after, if you watched Holt, that Disney movie, splooge is a, a air freshener. Oh. So that's why I was like, oh, really? They put it in a kids movie. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to dance. I don't want to dance that close yeah, to the line. No I, yeah. right. I decided right. against yeah. it, but okay. Ski, ski, ski. I'm learning so much. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to this thing. Okay, so one weekend without kids, we have sex four ten times from UTI, blah, blah, blah. Law. Life, cancer, kids, pandemic, nothing got in the way. Lately, like the last two, three months, we haven't had sex more than once a week. It's been a big drop off and it's mainly unexplained on his end. When I ask him about it, he says, I'm just getting older. He's 42. She's 39. Not, not as horny. He said he doesn't even look at porn anymore. His Twitter is nothing but naked ladies. And I used to look at it too sometimes when we were lying in bed on our phones. So I know that's true. So he's not looking at as much porn. But my problem is I'm still horny. I'm still horny. Uh, I'm still the horny, as Vinny would say, nice lady that he met. I've always said it's better for him to initiate and I would never turn him down, which is true because my lady parts don't have to be hard, so to speak. So I've tried a few times to initiate and he hasn't been in the mood and I can tell he feels embarrassed. He has lower back issues from an accident a few years ago and when he's in pain, he usually can't get it up and doesn't want to have sex. Also, I noticed that since he went back to work, he took a lot of time off to help me through breast cancer. That's when the drop off happened. Wow, they were boning while she was like, fuck it, I don't care. I mean, I'm having breast cancer and I'm having you. This situation's super, I don't know if it's impressive, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not normal. No. That is extre- an extreme amount of sex. And I'm interested in sex daily. I right. love, I mean. I'm, she was I, going through cancer and was still like, yes, give it to me twice a day. Good for her. That's yeah. great. She's super horny. Uh, So let's see. So he took off a lot of time to help me through breast cancer, and that's when the drop-off happened. Oh, so understandably, he's more tired and drained from work. He's in law enforcement. So what do I do? That's uh, What's a good way to talk to him about it? Every time I bring it up, he doesn't have a very good answer. He isn't cheating. We both aren't masturbating. I would, but he's always in bed with me, and otherwise we are at work or with our kids. Help your sexually frustrated best friend you've never met. Okay, go. OFOC, hope you get laid. Well, the first thing that came to mind for me as you were talking about him having 
uh, being less excited or uh, I, I guess is, is maybe he needs Viagra to help get him confident with his ability to get, get up right. when, when it's needed. Put, but, put some in his coffee. And and look, I <laughs> do not sneak never people drug Viagra. People. Don't never drug do people. that. Don't, Don't listen Coco. to her. She it's doesn't a, know. It's the same relationship. Coca, where's a drum hit, Bryn? She was kidding. Um, Thank you. Bit, that was a, a joke. So listen, I don't know if if this if I'm barking up the wrong tree here. Okay, so you guys follow me and then just take okay. it from there. One of the things that happens when real life breaks into your little bubble. Mm-hmm. is fear takes over. So he may, and I again, I don't know for sure. I don't know this guy. I'm just, but through you getting breast cancer, he may have gotten scared about losing you. He may have gotten scared about what that means for him too. Like you, you get a look at your, is the right word, mortality. Yes. And it can be scary. That life that cruises along without ever facing death suddenly gets a look at it and goes, oh, 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 this could all go poof. Whether it's her in his life or him in his own life. So it may have caused him to take a look at something that's causing him some real issues. I don't know if he's a cop. I would think that he's facing death on some level daily daily as they they, i mean they are armed for a reason they are you know dealing with people who want to break the law and life and and make trouble right i mean that's right so i don't know if that's it or not but i do think that it's it's there's a it sounds like that was what started this change so it might be something psychological that's caused him to you know step back yeah I, i I also think it's possible. You know what, you two? No one can keep up that fucking pace. So whatever you were up to, even is, the horniest people, like, it's really. I'm depressing. telling you, I am so horny. I love pussy. I love when I get in a monogamous relationship and I'm in a situation where I can just wear it on my face, okay. like I want it all. Please, get it it's all great. Right. There's yeah. nothing like it. And yet, I never. Did. What is sh- what? Yeah. Were you ever like that with John? Well, yeah, for the first six months, you know, and then yeah, by the, the end of a year, you're still pretty, really regular. By the end of two years, two, three times a week, still, still young in it. But now you're two years in with this guy and it's he's daily with kids, though. Oh, no, no. Well, in our early in our early right, that's what I'm time. saying. But these two have kids, and well, they're, they daily? love each other. They found each other. They're they were. I mean, he was. I guess he just turned forty. I guess when they're because it's almost two years. They've only been living together since December. Um, I think too. She mentions an uh, some kind of injury that he had. His back hurts him. Mm-hmm. You back know, pain, right? I that's say huge. don't put any more pressure. This my personal thing is don't put any more pressure on him. Let him, you know, love him, be loving toward him. It's available if he wants it. Let him come to you just for a while. Let's figure out what's going on with him. Get you past your breast cancer. Get him past whatever this lower back pain thing is. Give it a little time and then start to worry about it. No slipping anybody Viagra. 
No, don't do that. That was don't a joke that. anyway. Was a good one. one thing I'd consider one, is uh, you're saying neither of us are masturbating. You should get a vibrator and masturbate. You and should frankly, masturbate. if the only time you can do it is in bed next to him, that would rev me up. Yep. Mm. Just that would gonna, get me I really into, need to release some tension. I'm going to go ahead. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, I mean, that's, it sounds like you're both doing it enough that this yep. shouldn't come from out of left field. No. It's not like, you know, you guys are so frigid together that for you to pull out a vibrator and get yourself in bed next to him would be like, what? What are you, some kind of slut? He's not going to react that way, right? So I'm a vibrator It seems slut. to me like <laughs> that'd be a good way to, to, you know, at least get yours and yeah. maybe it fires him up or maybe it doesn't. Sure. I don't know. That's a good... Mm-hmm. thing to try i like that yeah i like that too yeah we're so over here in the corner like moaning by myself she's still getting it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. don't worry about it <laughs> he's like oh yeah oh, that's this. not bothering me at all i'm just gonna go to sleep dear <laughs> all right good night oh. uh anyway that's uh yeah Two you can make, ones, all, you can make all the noise today was I mean, a doozy so good mm-hmm. yeah today was a doozy yeah, those i think it was a little ones. long even uh, all right, you guys, thank you. Bryn at RadioAlice.com will solve all your problems, too. I think we did a wonderful job today, you guys. Job, guys. Do usual. you? Oh, God, sure. All right, Brutal. and tomorrow's uh, is going to be off the hook because it's Friday. Now, I think I'll start. Let's see. Tomorrow, I have one that says, Get Rid of the Mexicans. What? That's the title of it. Why? What does that mean? Well, you'll find Why? out tomorrow. I love Mexicans. You'll find out tomorrow. What? Say, say the end. Oh, the end.